Good morning again to you all. Again, my name is Deacon Jordan Sanchez, and I'm a seminarian from New Mexico. And uh, I just finished my ninth and final year of seminary over at Mount Angel Seminary, not too far from here. And we've been on absolute lockdown at the seminary, so I can't tell you how awesome it is for me to be with other people right now. So I'm so excited to be with you right now, but even though I wasn't able to be with you throughout the whole school year like I would have been on the weekends, uh, know that I've been praying for you all and I will continue to do so, and I'm just so grateful for how welcoming you've been for me uh, just in the last few hours I've been here, really. Uh, I'm set to be ordained a priest in Santa Fe, New Mexico, on May 22nd, which is the Vigil of Pentecost. And uh, I've got seven other classmates who will also be ordained priests for different areas around the West Coast. And so please keep us in prayer, especially as we prepare for our ordinations to become priests, and that we may be good, holy, faithful priests and good shepherds. And uh, speaking of good shepherds, as Father mentioned, today is Good Shepherds Sunday. And for this Good Shepherd Sunday, uh, let's take a look at the readings to talk about what it means for God to be our Good Shepherd. Starting off in our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, uh, St. Peter says something really kind of intense at the end of today's reading. This is what he says. <clears throat> Jesus is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. That's very strong words, is it not? Uh, and upon hearing that, I think we have this sensibility nowadays to really want everyone to be saved. We, of course we want everyone to be saved, uh, but Peter was totally convinced, as we hear in our reading, that you can't be saved unless it's through Jesus. In fact, in our gospel around that, when Jesus is talking about being the good shepherd, he says that he is the gate and no one can come to the Father except through him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. We all know this stuff, um, but to hear it again and placed in such uh, terms is kind of, whoa, uh, Peter, that's intense. And so, for him to say such a strong word, he must have been totally convinced that, that Jesus is, is the only way. Uh, but what does Jesus and what do the other readings tell us about who he is as this way, as this good shepherd? Well, in, in this, as I read to you, he says, Jesus is the stone rejected by you, the builders. So God the Father sent his only begotten Son out of his love for the world in order to redeem us, to save us from our, from our human brokenness, from our sinfulness, and to gain us access to heaven. And yet, what did the people do 2,000 years ago as we've just lived out through Lent and Holy Week? Uh, most people rejected him, did they not? And still today, when we look around, so many people are still rejecting him, aren't they? But what does St. John say in our second reading about God's love for us, even in the face of rejection. John says, Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Many of you are parents here, and many of you have had children be disobedient and maybe kind of reject you. And is that enough for you to stop 
loving them? Of course not. When your child rejects you, uh, you love them all the more and you try to get them back to love you all the more. Is that not so? God is no different. And we all know this from our parable of the prodigal son, right? What happens when the prodigal son who spent all of his inheritance and lived a terrible sinful life, what happens when he comes back to his father's home? Does his father reject him? No. Not, o- not only does the father not reject his son, but he runs out to him. He seeks him out. Um, and God is no different. God respects our free will and our choices, but he never stops running to us, seeking us out. And so he is our good shepherd who he'll go after the one lost sheep and he'll bring it back to the fold. He'll, he'll always be seeking us out. And uh, I think it's so beautiful that not only on this Good Shepherd Sunday can we call God a good shepherd, but he is also a good father and we are his beloved children. But we look around and we look at all the people who are rejecting him and we even see people who aren't really rejecting him but they fall into this, uh, this philosophical category um, called, brace yourself for these terms, they're, they're pretty fancy terms, okay? Moralistic therapeutic deism. Moralistic therapeutic deism. Now, what does this mean? Moralistic means, well, you're not really like moral and upright and virtuous, but you're kind of moral. You're a, you're a good person. You're not hurting anyone else and... And you're just living your life trying to be a, a, a good guy, right? That's moralistic. It's this fake moral. And then therapeutic. Therapeutic means that when we're a good person, when we're nice to people, uh, that makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's, a, it's therapeutic for us to be a good person. And deism, deism is this idea that, yeah, God exists, but he's only really there when I need him to be, but... He's not too concerned about my life, and he's not too concerned about what's on my heart unless I'm praying to him. And it's this very distant view of God. It's not this view of God that we get in our readings where not only does St. John say that the Father loves us so much to call us children, but Jesus loves us so much that he would lay down his life for us. So this moralistic therapeutic deism, this idea that, oh, as long as I'm a good person— more or less, I, I sin, but everyone sins. And as long as I pray every now and then, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And that's all that I need to do to be a good Christian. Does that sound familiar to you? When you look out into the world, do you see a lot of people who it's like they call themselves good Christians, but they're really not putting their heart into it? And how can we not put our heart into it when reading these beautiful readings about God's great love for us, about his desire to call us his beloved children and to seek us out always and to even go so far as to lay down his life for us out of his love for us. And so whenever uh, in our own lives we we find ourselves struggling or whenever we look at those who we love, our, our family and our friends who maybe aren't following Jesus the best they could, uh, let us remember that God is always, always seeking each and every one of us out, and he's never going to give up on us. And he loves us so deeply, and he wants us just to love him back. And so today, let's, let's try to love him back a little bit more. Let's try to, to give him our hearts just a little bit more, and to pray for, for those others whom we love, 
who are maybe straying away from the flock a little bit, that they can come to experience God's deep love for them through us, and so that one day, God willing, they may be brought back to the flock, because we have such a good God who loves us so dearly. So let's love him back.